0: A Weekend with Jason Dacey replay from Money FM 89.3. Meeting your heroes, Glenn uh, Shorek. That's what I did with uh, the former lead singer of Little River Band earlier on the show. Uh, and we, you spoke about this uh, during the last few days, didn't you, Neil?
1: Yeah, I mean. Meeting your heroes is a funny thing. Well, firstly, I could tell you were meeting your hero with Glenn. I mean, it was a big deal for you, which yeah, is great. Yeah, I mean, I know. grew
0: up with a guy, you know, and I mean, not literally grew up with him, but grew up listening to his music with the little mm-hmm. of a band, reminiscing, cool change, help is on its way, happy anniversary, lonesome loser. There were so many songs. And when you're in that impressionable teenage yeah. uh, years... Everything is, is, is big to you, isn't it? I mean, looking at my daughter now, she's only nine, but everything is making a massive impression. Of you know, whereas it now it just washes over us because we're kind of a
1: bit cynical, I guess. But the key question is sometimes, and I've got stories on both, meeting your childhood heroes can be a double-edged sword. So yes. first things first... Did he live up to expectations, Mr. Shorrock?
0: Uh, I think he did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he was very graceful. And look, he, as a singer, you know that these singers have big egos. And Glenn Shorrock got a big ego when he, he was confident, he was cocky. But you mm. need that to be a front of you man. Of you, you can't be like all kind of self-deprecating and, you know, and humble and as a lead man. Usually you can't. I mean, you can be that off stage. Mm. Um but I once met my f- my childhood hero in a sporting sense. Who was a fast bowler called Dennis Lilly, mm, legend, yeah, yeah. And in the seventies, sixties, and seventies, mostly the seventies, actually, he was my hero. I mean, I love cricket and I played cricket, and I wanted to be like Dennis Lilly. I could imitate his bowling action, and he made a comeback in the eighties and he played for Northamptonshire in England. You know where you're from. And he was at a charity day. It was like a charity cricket event. And I I can meet Dennis Lilly. I can do an interview with him and all that. He turned out to be the biggest uh, jerk I Mm. think I've ever met because he was really rude and Mm. he was swearing at me. And I just wanted to get a short interview for a news news item. Yeah, And I was shattered. And I I actually made the story about Never Meet Your Heroes because my – You know, my image of him was shattered within just a few seconds because he was so rude. And he was repeatedly rude over the course of this afternoon. Look, maybe I was being a bit pushy or maybe he didn't want to talk to the media. Yeah, he's a big star and he's making a comeback. He's in his late 30s at that point. I was really, like, stunned. And and then, as you know, I've worked in media uh, after that in TV and meeting famous football players or, you know, whether it's uh, rugby players or tennis players, whatever, you realise that a lot of them aren't very nice people.
1: No, absolutely. Well, we both had that experience. I mean, we're not going to name people on (laughs) air, but we've worked with people. I've worked with some very famous footballers, sports people that were very disappointing. I mean, I think it also depends when you meet them in your life. For example, when I was, similar to your Lily story, when I was 11, a charity football event in Dagenham, my hometown in East London, Martin Peters a West Ham legend, mm. won the World Cup with England, yep. one of only 11 players who can say that, scored in the 1966 World Cup final for England against yep. West Germany. I met him, hero of mine. My dad kept telling me, Martin Peters, Martin Peters, legend. I met him 11 years old and he stepped out of the dressing room. I was waiting outside. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know what else to do, but I waited outside the dressing room. And he stepped outside into the car park where I was And I went to shake his hand because I didn't have any paper for autographs, right? Martin Peters, World Cup winner. But I panicked and I went for the wrong hand, the one that was holding his sports bag. And I grabbed his hand that was holding the sports bag. And is a true story, World Cup winner. And started pulling it towards me. So he thought he was being mugged by some 11-year-old Dagenham hobo, you know, urchin. And he pulls back. So I panic and I I get like a dog with lockjaw. I don't know what to do. So I just pulled back again. And so we're doing this tug of war yeah. with his bag. So meeting my childhood hero at 11 was not good because mm-hmm. I was essentially mugging him. Mm-hmm. And then... How did, forward, how did he react? Was he... he was shocked. He was shocked like, off. <laughs> you're, not, you're not having my bag. Oh, sorry, Martin. You know, I'm not, sorry, Martin. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, but you might be a big fan, but you can't mug me. So... Uh, there was always like tugging and then it was a complete disaster. Meanwhile, my mum is snapping photographs in the background. So, you have a photo of this, and so you just have this semi mugging, <laughs> terrified Martin Peters. I'm much smaller then, so yeah. I'm not even in shots. So right. You just got this traumatized Martin Peters pulling <laughs> then, his bag back in so the that, mid 80s, right? In the mid 80s, yeah, yeah. absolutely mid 80s. Yeah. So, that was around that the same one.
0: time I was rejected by Dennis Lilly, exactly. By the
1: way. Yeah, and then but, but you get much older. Mm. And then I was a journalist and I was sent to two stories. I was sent to California to interview Harrison Ford. Mm. Now that's that's it for me. That's yeah, that's yeah. Han Harrison Solo, Ford, yeah. that's Indiana Jones. Mm. So I was very excited. But someone warned me, and I'd already known by then, somebody warned me he doesn't like being interviewed. He's mm. a bit of a miserable man and, and mm. so on. And he's very red-faced, and he was, he was um, you know, I think he might have had a few <laughs> drinks that morning. Mm. And so we had a conversation, and my opening question was, he was in this movie called Firewall, lousy movie, Mm. but it was about computer hacking. Mm. So I said to him as an opener, do you think this movie has a negative impact on or a negative interpretation of modern technology because of hacking? And he said, well, that's like saying, you see that piano over there? This was his first question, Mm -hmm. his first answer. There was a piano in this hotel room. I don't know why. He said, you see that piano over there? if I take you now over to the piano and I start smashing your head up and down in the piano <laughs> lid, does that mean that music is bad for you? Because oh. I'm smashing your head in a piano. Mm-hmm. That was his first response to me. <laughs> and Solo smashing his head in a piano. <laughs> Which I didn't mind because sometimes it's a you're, good look, quote, you're it? looking for quirky yeah, intros, yeah, so that yeah. worked. The, the best one, was Robert De Niro. Mm. Now, Robert De Niro, to me, is the greatest actor of his generation. You know, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, yeah. Raging Bull. Brilliant ball. actor, he, I love him He's too. the man yeah. of the 70s and 80s for American cinema. I meet him in New York. I know he's famously taciturn and doesn't speak much and so on. But I, I've got my, I've done my work. He was doing that film, Analyze This, yes. a comedy with yeah. Billy Crystal. It's yeah. quite a funny film. And I said, you know, Mr. De Niro, lately you've, been a little bit criticised for doing Meet the Parents and this and, mm. and, a, and a number of quite easy yeah. knock-off comedies. Do you think that you'll be more remembered or do you want to go back to the meaty thrillers, character pieces that you were mm. defined by in the 70s and 80s? And he looked at me, did that famous, you know, he just yeah, looked yeah. at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what about, so do you think you'll do more comedy as you're getting older, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So so, I said, but how do you feel Mm. about the fact that you are an iconic actor for your generation? Thousands of people around the world became actors because of you, because of your method acting. Mm. Do you think you're such a legend? Don't know. (laughs) <laughs> wow. he never gave an answer oh. more than three words for the I whole swear, interview it was yes no don't know so, yes no don't know wow. and I had to get a thousand words out of that oh. so then the interview becomes that you know <laughs> that you meet your hero yes. and he's mute yeah. he doesn't speak he doesn't say anything so I think it depends doesn't it it depends on who you meet and when you meet them in your life.
0: It depends. And, you know, as an older person, I met uh, one of my sporting heroes, Roger Federer, and interviewed oh, right. him a couple of times. And he's lovely, mm-hmm. and he was great. And he remembered that it was me. You know, And he wow. knew my name was Jason. He knew that at that time I was working for ESPN. So he was better than I th- expected. You know, So yeah. sometimes you are surprised
1: about how nice people are. can be. Well, I, again, I, I've interviewed uh, David Beckham uh, three times. And on the the third occasion, it was when he was here for the Olympic bid, Mm. IOC two thousand and five Olympic Committee meeting, and he was representing London twenty twelve. Correct, yeah. Sebastian
0: Coe was here as well. That's right. Tony Blair.
1: It was. It's still my favorite job because it was just superstars everywhere in in around Raffle City, and so we'd had a long conversation uh, leading up to the vote because we're both from very similar areas, Mm. East London. In fact, he went to the same school as my cousin. And um, so we kept talking about how it would be so good for our town, Mm, East London, if London gets the Olympics. So we had a, I would say, connection, but it wasn't really. When it was announced in the room in Raffle City, and the winner is London, Mm, you know, it was announced London 2012. Everyone in the London delegation went mad and blah, blah, blah. I tell everybody I was sitting six rows behind David Beckham in the room, and I swear he turned to me and winked. And I'm not having this from anybody. And when I told my wife, she went, don't be ridiculous. He had a twitch. (laughs) So it probably was a twitch, but I'm going to say it was a wink to me. Fellow London boys.
0: Wow. So should you ever meet your heroes? That is the big question here on Money FM.